This is a Soulfire production. Welcome to my channel. I'm your host, Christina. I'm an intuitive channel, 7D healer, business mentor, and manifestation expert. On this podcast, we discuss how to tap into your intuitive gifts, manifest the life you want, create a kick-ass business in flow, and take a holistic approach to health and wellness. Don't forget to connect with me on Instagram at ChristinaTheChannel and on my website, ChristinaTheChannel.com. I don't know if you are feeling this too, but the energy has been so intense lately and I am recording this about a week before it comes out. So maybe it will be two weeks, two weeks ago when you listen to this or perhaps more. But last week was so, so intense and I have been having the wildest dreams, so strong, so vivid so real and just feeling a lot of emotions. There's been so much coming up in me, so many different pieces of fear and doubt and all kinds of different emotions. It's felt a little volatile, but has allowed me to really come out the other side. Now I'm feeling like I'm really coming out of the other side in the last two days or so. I have felt like I'm riding a high, which has been great. But if you've been feeling that too, you are not alone. And this month is a really, really powerful month energetically. This month and next month, I'm really interested to see how things shift. And I feel like I'm in a time warp, like things are just shifting so much for me every single day. I feel like one day is a week long. I mentioned that on my last YouTube live stream and a bunch of people said they were feeling it too. But I feel like I'm really getting so much clarity because of that. And I know I've experienced so many times in my life that when I hit these really, really low lows, I'm about to hit a lot of clarity and some really high highs. So if you're feeling trapped in some fear, confusion, low motivation, keep that in mind. As we shift our energy, a lot of the old frequencies, the lower vibrations that we hold in our bodies are going to have to come up. And that's what this whole last year has been about. What the next few years will continue to be about all of those energies are going to come up to be released. So it's actually a good thing. It's a sign of big frequency shifts. And speaking of frequency shifts, I'm really excited about today's show because I want to talk about a few things. I want to give a bit of a personal update, just talk about some things that I have been thinking about and shifts I'm making update you there. And I also want to talk about the 5D Ascension Challenge. That was what my January revolved around. And it was so expansive and illuminating in a number of ways. I know many of you participated. I know a lot of you are still working through it. It was a ton of content, but I wanted to do a podcast just kind of reflecting on that from my perspective, my experience, and some of the biggest messages and lessons I received through that experience. And I think whether or not you've done the challenge, you'll kind of get a cliff notes or spark notes of some of my highlights through this episode. So hopefully it's helpful. And if you're not sure what the Ascension Challenge is about, 
this was a challenge that I wanted to put on to really help people raise their frequency and shift into 5D anchor in that frequency and really expand your consciousness and to be honest, it turned into something that I didn't expect. It turned into something that felt so much bigger than what I expected. But the way it worked was every single day I trans channeled a message from a different ascended master or guide that was posted on YouTube. And then I recorded a lesson that corresponded with that trans channeled message that I posted in the membership, the channel collective. And in that lesson, I dove deeper into the topic, shared a bit more of my perspective, my reflections, gave more information that they they shared around that topic. So it was sort of like part one from them and then part two from me. And then the third part was every single day I sent out an email with specific exercises for you to do so that you could apply some of these concepts to your own life and just reflect more deeply on what was covered. Because a lot of it was a bit abstract. And so it can really help to apply that to our lives to really see how it shows up in our daily lives. And then at the end, there was a big two-hour Q&A call with so many incredible questions. And that just kind of tied it all together so I could answer some questions that you might have had about the content. And that was so, so much fun. If you didn't participate, you can still participate. So I'm making this an evergreen challenge because it honestly ended up being more like a course. There is so much in there. And I really, really recommend, you know, if you want to kind of dive deeper into my type of content, so to speak, and you're interested in really making a lot of big energy shifts, this challenge will really, really expand your consciousness. I had a lot of people ask me if I was going to change this to something you have to pay for because it was so much content and it was straight up like a full, a very full course, but I'm not going to change it. I'm just going to make it available. So if you haven't already done the challenge and you're interested in this, I would strongly, strongly recommend doing it. I think it's such a great deep dive into frequency shifts, manifestation, 5D consciousness. I just can't recommend it enough. The link for that will be in the show notes. There is a link to sign up for that on my website. The link is in my Instagram bio. So if you didn't do it live in January, that's totally okay. Start it up now and take your time because there's a lot to move through. And like I said to everybody who went through it, I would go back whenever you feel called because you're going to get a lot of information every single time you go back and review both the channeled messages and the lessons in the membership. And if you're not a membership member, you can learn more about that at christinathechannel.com slash membership. If you loved the Ascension Challenge and you're not yet a member, then you'll probably love the membership because it's very much that style. There's Ascension School in there with all the channeled messages, as well as a ton of video trainings that I post. We have our Q&A calls, manifestation calls, energy healing, all that fun stuff. So check out the membership if you did love the challenge, because I think you'll definitely love it and would love to have you in the community. But I have a lot to share about my personal experience And yeah, I moved through a lot of fears, honestly, with this. And actually, (laughs) right when I said that, if you haven't listened to my my friend Judy Holler's podcast, it's called Yes And, you will love it if you love this type of content. She is hilarious. And she talks about life, business, mental health. She's very no BS like me. She has 
such amazing, beautiful, wonderful energy. And she's trained in improv theater. So she's just hilarious and talks so much about embracing fear, moving through comfort zones, and really just all the topics that go along with facing fears that you might encounter when you are a high performer, which if you're listening to this, you are. And she's hilarious, amazing, wonderful. I love her so much. So check that out. It's called Yes And. Just search for that on iTunes. You'll love her show. She says, if Dr. Dre and Amy Poehler had a baby, that would be her. And I would definitely agree. I also just want to remind you that if you leave an iTunes rating and review for the show and you send in a screenshot of that review, you will be entered to win a free card pull from me. So you can let us know what you want it to be about and I'll pull some cards for you and we'll see, we'll see what comes through. And again, all you have to do is leave that iTunes rating and review, take a screenshot and then send it to podcast at christinathechannel.com. Just send that in and you'll be entered into the giveaway and I pick a winner every other week. And those iTunes ratings and reviews are so, so appreciated. That is how we grow the show. And, you know, especially with all of the uh, C-E-N-S-O-R ship, it really helps me out because I know a lot of people have experienced my show not showing up on iTunes when they search for it, which makes me sad. So I really, really appreciate all the shares. I have been on a whole foods-based diet for about five years now. And one of my biggest struggles was always balancing my electrolytes. And in working with you know hundreds of people with improving their health and nutrition, one of the most common causes of random symptoms like headaches and cramps, constant hunger, dizziness was because their electrolytes were out of balance. I think a lot of people forget that when you're switching to a whole foods-based diet, you really need to be conscious of balancing your electrolytes, especially when you are really active as well. And this is why I am obsessed with Element. If you follow me on social media, you've probably seen me post about this because I drink a packet every single day. It is the first electrolyte drink I've ever had that I think actually tastes delicious and it has zero sugar. It's totally sugar-free, it's gluten-free, paleo, keto-friendly, all natural ingredients. And every packet has a thousand milligrams of sodium, 200 milligrams of potassium and 60 milligrams of magnesium. And you know the quality is real deal because Rob Wolf is one of the co-founders. If you listen to this podcast, you're probably a big Rob Wolf fan like I am. He was a huge influence on me in getting into the nutrition and health space originally. And his content was so helpful for me in shifting my diet and lifestyle to overcome a lot of my my chronic health issues. And if you follow Rob Wolf at all, you know that he's very serious about his athletic performance and is very serious about making sure that what he puts in his body is of the highest quality. An element is really the best of the best. I never thought I would find an electrolyte drink that didn't have any sugar, artificial ingredients, coloring, any of that extra unhealthy, unnecessary stuff. But here it is. It tastes so good. And Element is used by NBA players, NFL teams, Navy SEALs. There's a reason why people love this. And personally, I mean, I'm not a professional athlete, obviously, but I eat a whole foods diet. I drink reverse osmosis water and I'm relatively active. And between all of those, I know firsthand that I really need to keep my electrolyte balance 
in check because when that's off, which again, it's really easy for that to happen when you're eating a whole foods based diet. When I was low carb, it was it was even more so. But I'll experience just constant hunger. I won't be able to sleep very well. I might notice that I get cramps in my legs and I'll also get headaches as well. And since drinking Element, again, I like to do a packet every single day. I don't have any of those symptoms. So it's really been a game changer and it tastes so good. My personal favorites are the citrus and raspberry flavors. So delicious. If you want to try out a sample pack of Element, I have a special offer for you. So you can get a sample pack which has eight packets of elements. So two citrus, two raspberry, two orange, and two unflavored just for the cost of shipping. So the sample pack itself is free. You just pay for shipping. That's about $5 for US orders. Such a good deal. Try this out. You're going to love this stuff. It tastes so good and you'll notice a difference in how you feel. So if you want to get that sample pack, just head to drinkelement.com. That's spelled D-R-I-N-K-L-M-N-T. So they spell element, L-M-N-T, drinkelement.com slash C-T-C. So again, that's D-R-I-N-K-L-M-N-T.com slash C-T-C. And that code will get you that eight pack sampler just for the cost of shipping. And when you get your sampler in the mail, take a picture, tag me on social media so I can see and I cannot wait to hear what you think. Okay, so let's dive into some updates, which really just overlap with me talking about the Ascension Challenge and giving a recap. So where do I begin? I'm actually going to start before the challenge. I've mentioned, I think, some of these things here and there, but I kind of just wanted to put it all in one place. And I think it'll give you a good idea of where I'm at. And I love doing update podcasts because I feel like you guys are my family, my soul family, my people. And it's just, I don't know, it feels good to just kind of give you an update on where I'm at. So 2020 was a big year of transition for me. So many shifts. And it's so wild when I think about that that was just one year because I became a completely different person multiple times during that year. And it felt like 10 years. And at the same time, felt like it was one month. It was so fast, but also so much happened. I know I'm not the only person that experienced that time warp, but I think about where I was in 2019, at the end of 2019, and I was still focusing on nutrition and I feel so far away from that now. So during 2020, I got a lot more into business coaching and really made that more my full-time thing. And that was so much more in alignment. I've talked about that before, I know, in different shows. And at the same time, all of my intuitive work and energy healing was becoming more and more a part of my life. The thing is, it's been a really consistent part of my life for about three or four years, but it was something that I wasn't as public about. And I think a lot of people don't realize like I had a full energy healing intuitive practice that was more based in person. And then I had my whole online business and it felt like I was living kind of this double life, but wasn't uncomfortable. I I liked having these different aspects of my life. I liked having that in-person piece. But I think a lot of people didn't really realize how much a part of my life that was. And I had been working with mentors and really developing my gifts for quite some time and really focusing on that intensely in my personal life. And so people who would see me in person and knew me very closely. This was very relevant to them. But it felt like for a while there was a big disconnect because I was embodying this 
this different version of me, really just more of me, a more authentic me, and felt that so deeply. But a lot of the content I was putting out was not really reflective of that. And so it felt a bit weird. And then it started to feel like anybody who's working with me for business, like we had some, I don't know, secret circle club going on where it was like, yeah, this is like all of the intuitive energy work manifestation stuff. And the outside world felt different. And that wasn't on purpose. It was just like I I hadn't caught up like my content hadn't caught up. And the more I did business coaching, the more I was naturally led to a lot more of the intuitive work. And it felt like a lot of the business stuff was very much a bridge to channeling. And 2020 for me, I was doing, I mean, I, I always do this, but I was doing just so much deep personal development work and working with all types of healers and a lot of exploration and just like very much on my own journey and like lost in this journey in a good way. But in the process of becoming more and more aligned, you realize the things that need to fall away that can be scary sometimes because they've been more secure for you. And it was very apparent to me for, I mean, it has been for a very long time that I'm really supposed to channel, like mainly be a channel rather than that just be incorporated in things, which was what I was doing before. And, you know, I think things can always shift, but without going into too much detail, I've had just so many experiences in the last year and a half that have moved me so deeply. And it's like very much facing soul mission, purpose, And the universe is going to really, really push me there. And it was really, really hard for me to fully show up as that. And it took me a long time to move through a lot of fears around fully stepping into it. And I still am moving through fears, but it's been interesting for me in the past probably four months, how much I've moved through. And a big piece of that to get me to go fully into it was the Ascension Challenge because as 2020 was finishing up and I'm tuning into what my 2021 looks like, I'm I'm thinking about what I want that to look like and like where I'm going. And it's this really odd thing. It's this really odd thing with your intuition where, you know, I see my life, like like what it's going to look like. And, you know, things can always change. Timelines can always shift. But I mean, this has been consistent for years. Like there are certain things that I know I'm here to do and things that will happen in my life. And knowing all of that ahead of time, it's like I've seen the next five to seven years of my life so clearly so many times and also had that reflected back to me in so many ways. And it's like, okay, I know where it's going, but I'm like in this floating space in between and we'll see how I get there. And it felt like my heart and soul was just like, go all the way into channeling. And then my ego and fear or saying, stick with business stuff. It's more relatable, more understandable, makes more sense to logical brain. I'm really good at it. I'm really good at coaching. That's something that I feel is a really big strength for me. And it felt a lot safer in terms of, well, it's less vulnerable. Channeling for me is super vulnerable. It is less controversial (laughs) and safer with personal relationships. 
because I've definitely lost a lot of relationships and I'm glad I find out. But it's not always easy when people that you don't expect to lose certain relationships or, I mean, on the other side of that, gain other really great relationships. That's that's the big positive. But it was just a big process for me. And as you know, I'm very much like an all in kind of person. Like when I have my mindset on something, I'm all in. I go for it. That's also why I'm like really good at manifesting because when I set my intention on something so clearly, things flow to me, like random opportunities pop up. And this is why I spent a lot of time in this weird indecision place because I know the power of my intention. And I know that when I set intention or when I'm really clear on what I want, I am all in energetically. And I felt like the last half of 2020 and much of January was like me moving through a lot of that before type of energy for me to fully go all in emotionally. And so, of course, my guides know how to get me to to really commit. I love I love a good challenge. And I have been getting messages for so long now. Um, and this sounds like really intense, but that my day needs to be channeling for five to six hours and then make a piece of content about what comes through and that's it. And then resting because it's super energy intensive. It's exhausting, but that I need to channel for five to six hours a day. And I kept getting that message and I'm like, you guys, that's, that's a lot. Like let's, let's chill. But then I've had multiple other healers. You know, I love to get energy healing from other people. I love to receive that. But so many other healers and intuitives tell me, they're like, your guys want you to channel for like five hours a day. And I'm like, wow, that's a lot. And for me to really step into that, I'm like, okay, what about all of the other things that need to shift in my business? And I know a lot of you listening know, my clients really know I've been through this transition phase for probably like six months to really try and shift my schedule to allow for more time for this. And it's been a huge shift in my business model and letting go of things that I don't like as much, but also letting go of a lot of things that I really, really do like. Like I love coaching, but it has been very clear to me that I need to stop seeing a lot of clients and it's not a reflection of them. That's why it's so hard. I freaking love doing it, but I know that's not where I'm supposed to be. And I get really strong messages about this. And with symptoms that I've had before from chronic illness and all of those chronic health issues I used to have, now I see, I mean, pretty much all that's left is energetic. And so I will know like very clearly if something happens, like where some symptom pops up, I can immediately pretty much point it to like what what's going on energetically and something that's come through so many times and to me to many people close to me in my life is like the more I channel the more I'll heal and actually Emily who's been on the podcast Emily the medium she's incredible amazing love her she was the first person I had a session with her a while back really I don't know, maybe like a year ago now. I don't know. It was a while ago, but she was the first person who had reflected that back to me. 
And it was super validating. And I remember when I saw her, I didn't really say much. And I said, you know, I kind of just want to use this as like confirmation of everything I'm getting. And I'm not really going to say much, but tell me about these different parts of my life. And every single thing she said were just like all of the messages I had been getting. And because I felt like this one sounded a little weird, so I didn't want to bring it up to anyone else. But she said very specifically, she was like, this is interesting. They're saying that it's like a contract. It's contractual where the more you channel, the more they heal you. And the less you channel, the more the symptoms come up. It was like this contract. And she was like, look at me. She's like, does that resonate? And I was like, yeah, that's what they've told me. And that was super validating for me. And then since then, I've had multiple other people see that as well. And I like to kind of use that as like a check because sometimes my guides tell me things that I'm just like, really, guys? And they tell me this a lot. And then I'm like, <laughs> if somebody else picks up on this, like, okay, I really, I really got to listen. I'm grateful that now I am not really in that phase as much anymore where I've had so much double, triple, quadruple confirmation that I've, I just tend to listen to them the first time now, which is nice. But I'm just describing all of this to kind of give you an idea of how things have been like bubbling in my mind for some time. And it's been a process because I've been so deeply in channeling for what feels like a while, but it's kind of a double life with, I suppose, what's reflected in a lot of content because I have a lot of different interests. And it's been really hard for my ego to let go of a lot more of the business content and to let go of as much coaching, to let go of doing a lot more one-on-one sessions. Like it was very much my ego. And also like, I'm like, well, I'm good at this. I'm good at this. And this ties back to what I've talked before about of like, just because you're good at something, just because you can do it doesn't mean you should do it. And I think about that a lot. And so it's just been a process for me. And so when the 30-day Ascension Challenge came up, what happened was towards the end of 2020, my guides, Serapis Bay specifically, he was saying that he wanted me to do 30 days of teachings and they would each come in. I don't need to plan anything and that they would help guide people and teach them concepts to help expand their consciousness. and that they also wanted me to get in that habit of channeling every day. And it would be like a good challenge for me with accountability. And also it would show people what I've been doing. And he's like, you haven't really been showing people. And I feel like in my head, when I do a lot of things in my personal life, I just like forget that other people don't know (laughs) what's happening. (laughs) And he was like, you really just like need to lay this all out on the table because people need to see. And they wanted me to share the messages. And I also really came to terms with how much I was making it about me in the sense of like, I don't want this. I want that. I'm scared, blah, blah, blah. And then I'm like, if these messages can come through me and they're super life-changing, they've completely changed my life and changed a lot of my clients' lives. Like, am I going to let my fear stop me from sharing this spreading these messages when, you know, if it helps one person, it's such a, such an interesting time on the planet, an exciting time, but I know a very difficult time 
then that's worth it. And I need to not let my ego get in the way. And it wasn't a doubt of what, what am I here to do is more of a, like, can I do this? Like, this is a lot. Should I choose something else? But to choose something that feels like it's not in full alignment for me, it feels too painful. So I know that's not really an option for me. (laughs) So the 30 day Ascension challenge started and all I can say is it turned into something that I didn't expect in a good way, but also it just presented a lot of challenges to me that I wasn't anticipating. So when they said this, I was like, yeah, that sounds fun. Let's do it. I'm all about it. (laughs) I thought the messages were going to be like five minutes long. (laughs) I thought they were going to be like shorter. The channeled messages, because the way I trance channel, I mean, I'm, I don't know how long I'm going for, right? I just let them go. And then when they're done talking, I'm, I'm back in action. And then I look at the time and I'm like, cool. I just let it be however long it needs to be. And most of the trance channeled messages that I have recorded before are about like five to 10 minutes long. These were like sometimes a half an hour, like a lot happening in there, like between like 20, 26 minutes. Most of them, most of them were around 25 minutes. So they were longer, which, you know, as a viewer, you're like, okay, just what, 10 minutes more of viewing time. But for me, uh, you know, channeling is very energy intensive and tuning in like clairvoyantly, clairaudiently, like that is very energy intensive for me. But then trance channeling is a whole other ball game. I'm like, I really have to rest after. Like it's, it's exhausting. And I could tell there was something about this challenge, like the vibration was very different. It was stronger. It was a different type of energy. It was just a lot of energy for me. And I was just telling myself, I'm like, don't be a baby. Like, you're fine. (laughs) You're fine. You can do it. But there was something about like, you know, channeling that long of a message, which I've channeled for longer before, but not like every single day in a row for 30 days. That that lesson, and then I would record like a 20-minute lesson for the channel collective after, and there's just so much to talk about. And then, you know, the the journaling sequence and the exercises, all of that, it turned into just a much bigger chunk of my day and a lot more energy than I had anticipated, which really forced me to shift other areas of my life, which I really think was much of the point for me to kind of force me to shift a lot of things and really prioritize sleep and rest in a whole new way. And I had to really shift my daily schedule and I'm used to doing a lot and being pretty busy and it really forced me to rest so much more and realized what my body can and can't handle. And I think that's a part of why I had been resisting going deeper into channeling because I know it's a big lifestyle shift for me. To be honest, that's part of my resistance, but the challenge really forced me to shift things because I had to listen to my body. I mean, the energy going through me was just really, really strong. It was different than normally when I trans channel. And I know a lot of, a lot of you actually told me, you said it it felt different. Like it was really strong, but for me to be channeling that, it was just a lot of energy going through me. And 
it physically exhausts me. So I was physically tired, like sore body, sore muscles and sleepy. So I had to rest a lot, lot more in my brain. I mean, I just felt kind of fried about halfway through after doing that every day. I mean, the first week I'm like, yeah, this is so great. This is so much fun. I was on a high. I was kind of like on a high because it was so high vibration. But then as I kept going and I was still trying to keep up with everything else in my life, it was just too much for my body. And by the end of that, I was like, okay, I can't do everything that I'm used to doing plus this. And it just forced me into resting more. And I was at the same time working on the psychic development course and finished that up. And I wanted to do a high training, open that up like right after that. But as I had announced to many of you, I was just too exhausted. I was just too exhausted. And I was like, my body needs a bigger break. And so that was a big a big reality check for me in the sense of, I mean, in general, doing 30 days of channeling is excessive. But if I am going to be doing that more regularly and daily, which is really what I know I'm supposed to be doing, not necessarily trance, but channeling in one way or another, I'm really going to have to change a lot of my life. And It was just in the number of other tasks, the things on my plate, my interaction with other people, but my sleep, my rest, taking care of my body. I really had to make sure that the way I was taking care of my body was on par, which in general it is. I think we all know I'm pretty pretty good about that, but more so than ever before, I knew I couldn't really afford to like eat something that would make my body feel off and things like that. So definitely put some things into perspective for me in terms of lifestyle. And then the activations were insane. Amazing. I mean, if you took part in it or take part in it, you'll receive a lot of activations. But for that energy to be going through me was very, very strong. And I was talking to some other people about this, like during the challenge, it just made me feel like I was on happy pills. Like I was just so happy. I was experiencing just so many synchronicities. My my life just felt like I was floating through a dream sometimes. The things I was manifesting, like a bunch of really small things. And I think that's where manifestation sometimes feels even more magical when it's just like all of these little small things that you like call in and it all just lines up and it feels like magic. It was really cool. And I was just super happy. I was in such a great mood. And I was also really tired by the end. But I know a lot of other people had that experience too. And it was really profound for me. So there's a lot of activations, which was great, but I definitely needed to uh, rest up some more. If you've been looking for a non-toxic deodorant that actually works, you are in luck because I have tried so many and Native is my favorite, which is why I'm so excited to have Native as today's podcast sponsor. I have been using Native for a few years and just cannot say enough great things about it. This deodorant is the best deodorant I've ever used. And I have put it to the test in SoCal heat. It lasts all day long and doesn't irritate my skin like a lot of other deodorants used to. And when I was first trying non-toxic deodorants, I used to only let myself wear tank tops and really baggy sweatshirts because they would all ruin my clothes. (laughs) And then I found Native and 
not only did it definitely not ruin my clothes, it didn't affect my clothes at all, but it actually worked. What I love about Native is it's filled with ingredients found in nature, like coconut oil for its antimicrobial properties, shea butter for moisturizing, and tapioca starch to absorb any wetness. And it's formulated without any aluminum, parabens, and talc, which can clog your sweat glands and keep you from sweating. Native comes in a wide variety of scents for everyone, and they release new limited edition seasonal scents throughout the year. They also have an unscented formula, and they have a baking soda-free formula if you have any sensitivities, and personally, I love to use the baking soda free formula. Some of their classic deodorant scents include coconut and vanilla, lavender and rose, cucumber and mint, and citrus herbal. But if you head to their website, you can see they have so many different scents to pick from. And I love that they're not really overpowering. I feel like a lot of other deodorants can be pretty overpowering. The scent is not too much. I feel like it's just like the perfect amount of scent without feeling like it's going overboard. And personally, I've been using the coconut and vanilla for quite some time now. It's what I'm using right now, but I like to rotate scents in because I have quite a few favorites. I also love the cucumber and mint a lot. I also love Native because it's never tested on animals and almost everything is vegan and they have a plastic-free packaging option. The plastic-free packaging is made from paperboard and it ships in a 100% recycled paper mailer. I know how difficult it can be to find deodorant that really works. And I would love to save you from trying all of the products that I have tried before. Native is my top deodorant recommendation. I cannot say enough good things about it. So if you want to try it out and get 20% off your first purchase, you can go to nativedeo.com slash Christina or use the promo code Christina, C-H-R-I-S-T-I-N-A at checkout. That's nativedeo.com, N-A-T-I-V-E-D-E-O.com slash Christina, C-H-R-I-S-T-I-N-A. And that code Christina will get you 20% off your first order. And after you try it out, I love hearing what you think. So make sure you let me know. I'm sure you're going to love it. The other thing that was interesting for me was it really made me realize to be honest, how much I have held back, I suppose, because a lot of the things that they discussed are things that they've shared with me before. And I think I'm just so in a groove with what I do for myself and what a lot of my clients see that I kind of, again, forgot that a lot of other people don't really realize how I do it. or the type of topics that I'm actually talking about. And so I just realized, like, I guess how much I had been holding back, not realizing I was. But it was so fun for me to be able to share the different aspects of that experience of having the channeled message and then having the lesson in the channel collective, because I think that's a really important piece. I think Well, I know there is so much underneath the message that isn't said. The information is coming through vibration, but with every sentence they say, every phrase, there are just so many layers of meaning. And for me, there are so many things going on. So when I'm channeling, when I'm in trance channel specifically, they're speaking through me and I am getting visuals. And also kind of having a conversation in my head with whoever's speaking. So I know what's going on from that side, but I don't know the actual words being spoken. 
but I can usually tell, like I can tell if I'm talking really fast or if it feels like it's hard for me to speak in some way. And then there's also all of the information that's left unsaid that I just know through like the block of information. And so in the lessons in the channel collective, that's where I can share all of that and just provide a lot more context to what they're saying, but then also take a step back and reflect and see how we can apply that to our own lives. And it's just another level of discernment. And what I like about channeling different beings is you can you can tell the difference in vibration, right? If you just listen to that and I can feel it, it's a very different vibration depending on who's talking. And the different beings have different styles of communicating and actually can have different perspectives on things. They tend to agree about a lot of universal things, but they have very different energies. Some are more intense, some are very gentle, some are more energetic, some are a bit slower. There are just different styles, which I think is really cool to kind of just perceive that difference. And it was also really cool for me how they had like a part one and a part two. And part one felt more foundational and part two was definitely a higher frequency and the information became a lot more abstract. But then within all of that, I felt like the information was coming through in waves of like, there would be some intense topics and then it would kind of even out and be gentler and then get more intense and it would just kind of ride these waves. And it was really interesting for me to see how that played out. And I didn't know what the topic was going to be until right before I would just ask who wants to come through today. And sometimes they would say what they were going to talk about overall, like a phrase or a word. And other times I, they didn't say what they were going to talk about, but it all came together. And there was a lot of really valuable information there. I mean, if you want to expand your mind, <laughs> then uh, you'll you'll like it. But overall, it really got me into a groove and brought up a lot for me about, you know, what would it be like if I was just really full-time channeling and let go of a lot of other things? And it just brought up a lot of thoughts for me and different levels and layers of that. And it is vulnerable to trance channel for sure and to post videos like that. And I just was like, let's just do it. Let's just do it. Let's go for it. And it was so, so amazing for me to hear your feedback and how it impacted you. And I really, really appreciate that. It was very impactful for me too, I think in in a number of different ways. And since it, I mean, it sort of just kind of snowballed into a lot of other realizations and made me realize that channeling is what makes me happiest. <laughs> and my guides have been telling me for a long time to uh, let go of any planning and structure and literally just every day wake up, channel for a while, and then in the afternoon, make content about what came through. and rest and to just do that. And that's a big lifestyle shift for me and obviously impacts my business. And so I've been like sitting with that and just letting it roll around in my head. And I feel like it wasn't until this week that I was like, yeah, all right, let's do it. Let's just every day, I'm just going to start talking about whatever they're telling me and share it and then 
do it again. It's just a very different way of approaching my business. And I've always been someone who very much balances my logic and strategy because I have a lot of that in me with my intuition, but they've really been nudging me to really let go of any strategy and just go so deeply intuitive with every single thing I'm doing. And I think I'm going to try it for a while. Just let go of all of the planning and structure and try and go completely flow and see what happens. And I'm excited. So the challenge, this challenge definitely opened my eyes to a lot of things outside of the content itself. And I feel really different. I feel really, really different. And I know in your own ways, many of you have told me that that through that challenge, you became a different person too, which makes me really happy. So that's kind of where I'm at right now. And uh, (laughs) really changing my business and my whole life. But I'm excited about it. That's the personal part. Now I want to talk more about some of the content specifically within the challenge that really stood out to me personally. And like I said, there's so much in here, 30 days of about 45 minutes of content every day can add up. And obviously I'm not going to go through everything. You should watch the videos, but I do want to point out some of the most interesting concepts that stood out to me. I know I said this in the challenge videos, but I really thought that they were going to start with nutrition. I really thought they were going to start with the physical body just because before it started, my guides have been talking to me about that so much, but they didn't. And Sarah Pispay started it off and he was talking all about getting comfortable with discomfort, which is really what is required to be able to explore a lot of these concepts. And that's what doing deeper work requires. That's why a lot of people don't do it. It goes back to that quote I posted on Instagram. You want expansion to be comfortable. It's not. (laughs) Serapis Bates says that to me all the time. The guides are so blunt and straightforward. And that's actually why I'm so much that way. Because that's how I hear it. <laughs> so that's how it tends to come out sometimes. But going back to getting comfortable with discomfort, I mean, I think this is just core foundational to any true deep transformation. It's not going to be comfortable. And they start that way in this challenge just because if you're not willing to get uncomfortable, you won't even be able to face these topics. I mean, this is why so many people avoid their triggers because it's uncomfortable to look at what triggers you and it's uncomfortable to see what other people are mirroring to us. It's so much easier to just blame everybody else around us. But if you really want to shift your reality, you have to look at yourself and make some energy shifts and you have to look at beliefs and behaviors, our energy And sometimes we don't like to look at that. Growth isn't comfortable, which is why a lot of people stay where they're at. And I felt like that was just the big preface of the whole challenge. They're like, this is going to make you uncomfortable. It's going to expand your mind. And think about having any paradigm shift. It can feel like your world is falling apart. It can feel like you built something on 
a foundation of beliefs that just all crumble apart. That's not very comfortable, but there's so much beauty in that because it allows you to rebuild from a stronger foundation. I think another key part of getting comfortable with discomfort in this context is it can be really easy for people to try and figure out quantum ideas in their heads by attempting to smush them into a 3D paradigm that they already hold. And it just doesn't work that way. And that's kind of the whole point. I see so many people trying so hard to make sense of concepts that are outside of their paradigm or the way they understand three-dimensional reality by attempting to smush those ideas into that construct. And it literally just doesn't work. That's the whole point. It's outside of that. And people try and figure things out logically, but what is that logic based on? It's based on, for most people, a very linear three-dimensional way of looking at something filtered by their worldview based on the beliefs that were ingrained in them from a young age that for many people have never really been brought up to the surface. I mean, I feel like I find a bunch of new subconscious beliefs every single day. There's a lot in there. But my point with this is to really try and explore the quantum. You have to let go of trying to fit it into your three-dimensional construct. It just doesn't fit. So after the whole get comfortable with the discomfort conversation, there are a lot of different videos on what Serapis Bay calls the key ascension codes. And they talk about honesty and truth strength, self-love, and self-love was at the very beginning of the challenge, which I thought was really important. And there's a big theme throughout all these videos around redefining words. And this is a topic that I really love talking about that is really important to me because I feel like the more I channel, the more I realize the many different associations that go along with certain words and phrases that can make them so limiting or just how we use certain words regularly and we don't realize how the connotation it might have might affect our view of the thing itself. So sometimes we can assign meaning to things without consciously deciding to assign that meaning simply because we use a certain word And this is usually beyond our conscious awareness. But let's take self-love, for example, like loving yourself. I mean, it goes far, far beyond that. To me, self-love is doing a lot of this deeper work. It is bringing up all of this uncomfortable stuff to the surface so we can see which beliefs are serving us, so we can see which ones aren't. Self-love is not just taking on a worldview that belongs to someone else without examining it and seeing what aligns with us and what doesn't. Self-love is being honest with myself, is being in truth, is aligning with truth for myself, even when that's tough. I think it's really interesting to explore the associations between honesty and love or truth and love. And a lot of people think that they are showing themselves love by not being honest with themselves. To me personally, this is me personally, blunt honesty is 
so much love. And everywhere where I am lying to myself, where I'm not being honest about my intentions, you know, when we say that we want to do things for one reason, but we really mean another, wherever I'm not honest about how I really feel, where I am telling myself I like something when I actually don't, all of that is not aligned with true self-love. And this overlaps with another big theme, (laughs) which they uh, didn't say in so many words, but I'm pretty sure I said in one of the videos, which was like, we need to stop babying ourselves. And people baby themselves a lot. To be very honest with where you're at and your intentions and to be honest about where you made a mistake or you changed your mind, that's all strength, which was another topic. You know, the first couple of days were self-love, honesty, truth, strength. These are all the foundations. These are all frequencies that build a strong foundation to ascend in the sense of raising your consciousness, shifting into 5D consciousness and beyond, anchoring in higher frequencies. This is why Serapis Bay calls them the ascension codes. These are very foundational energies. And when you build everything from these energies in your life, this is how you make huge quantum leaps. But without those foundations, you can't even get anywhere. And so this is really just like a check. When they're talking about all these things, they're like, hey, before we even get into anything, are you really acting out of love for yourself? Like truly, not what other people tell you is self-love, not just like giving yourself a bath and writing in a journal. That is that really self-love? Like true, true self-love, like not bullshitting yourself. And are you being fully honest? Because if we're not honest with ourselves, we're not actually getting anywhere. Lying to ourselves does not serve us or anyone else. And if you're really going to look at your beliefs, your actions, what's holding you back energetically, you have to be able to be honest with yourself if you're actually going to see that clearly. And strength, because there are so many different challenges that come up along the way when you really make huge shifts in consciousness. And that's strength to be honest with yourself that strength to stay in alignment with yourself because even if it's clear what you need to do, what you need to release, what you need to add more of in your life, that doesn't mean it's always easy. It can be really hard to let go of things. It can be difficult to see how relationships shift or even how you shift. There's just a lot of strength that's required. You know, when you realize that maybe things that you believed your whole life you actually don't believe anymore. Sometimes that can be hard. So those are just super foundational energies. And the whole challenge is really about realizing how we can shift our own energy and coming back to the truth that we are all energy. And how do we shift that energy to create the reality that we want to expand ourselves and shift our lives? But it's really like, If you're not anchored into these frequencies, into those energies, honesty, truth, true self-love, strength, integrity he gets into later on, then you can't really build anything else. You have to have that foundation. And another really big one that came up a bit later on was humility. And I felt like he was kind of spreading these out (laughs) because humility is something that I think is hard for a lot of people to anchor into. 
because humility isn't downplaying yourself, but it's also not being in your ego and look at me, look at me. But the thing is, when you can really stay in humility, this is where so much opens up. This is where so many intuitive gifts open up, manifestation, like that energy is so, so powerful. And I think that's a really good example of redefining words because humility, let's see, the dictionary says is a modest or low view of one's importance. And so if we look at it as a low view of one's own importance, it's kind of that, but not really. And so what Serapist Bay is saying about humility is it's not thinking that you're not important. It's realizing that you are important and also you're not, <laughs> that everybody is, and also that no one isn't, but really everyone is, and no one is better than another, but you can still be important without having to be above another person. So do you see with that example how like the definition in the dictionary of humility is essentially I'm less important than you so I'm going to put you on a pedestal above me and Serapis is like let's redefine that because that's not really the frequency he's referring to is in that definition but it's the energy of confidence without needing to be better than anyone else. It is, we're all important and I can be firm in my importance and my confidence without having to put down anyone else and also without feeling guilty about feeling important. And I also don't need to put anybody else above me. Where we're in hierarchy is where we're in better than, less than, is where we are not really in 5D consciousness. So if humility is associated with hierarchy for you, then it's important to realize that's not the energy he is referring to. And I will just share that for a long time, something that my guides have consistently said to me, like whenever really beautiful things happen for me, like I have these really beautiful spiritual experiences and I'll be like, wow, I cannot believe this. This is so amazing. It's so beautiful. I'm so grateful. And my guides always say specifically, more comes to you as you stay in humility and integrity. They have said that to me so many times throughout the years. They used to tell me that when I was really little too. I just didn't really understand what was going on. But those energies, those codes, those are foundational to unlocking things. And really, throughout this whole challenge, the guides are pointing out different things that could potentially be blocking you from making these shifts. So they're just highlighting areas to look at in your life, things within ourselves to acknowledge, to look deeper into so that we can really shift our energy and release anything that might be holding us back from seeing things in a different way that might serve us more. I do want to touch on the nutrition for Ascension because I was very curious what Serapis Bay was going to say. And I think the most interesting part of it, he touched on nutrition and also exercise and movement. There's a big theme of like reconnecting with the earth and really getting back to kind of what's natural for us. But then that was a whole other conversation where he's talking about what we think is natural for us actually isn't always. And so we can get confused. But what I thought was really interesting was this sort of cycle that he was describing where 
you clean up your diet a lot and you get back to like a whole foods based diet. And that's really what puts you back into your set point. From there, then it is more intuitive eating because it's almost like without having that period of a reset, your intuition might lead you astray because the initial signaling is off of our natural way of knowing what we need. So he's basically describing resetting your body, which is starting with, you know, a cleaner diet to just get your body back into balance. And then from there, being more intuitive and trusting that the frequency from the food that you're craving is exactly the mixture, so to speak, of energies that is needed to rebalance the body. And the visuals with this for me were super cool as he was describing this. And he was showing me like almost like like the outline of a body. And I'm seeing an energy body, essentially, not a physical body, an energy body and different colors within that body. And then where areas are more concentrated with certain colors and where areas are more open. And then he was showing me food turn into just energy with a certain frequency, a certain combination of color and concentration. And that person, when they ate that right frequency, it just rebalanced out the whole energy body. So it's kind of like if I'm randomly craving a Lara bar, knowing that that frequency, because the different ingredients in the Lara bar, I mean, there aren't that many, but all of those ingredients have their own energy. And then when they're all put together, it's like this meld of the energies. It's a different frequency. And then that mixture, so to speak, is exactly what my body needs in that moment. I thought that perspective was super cool and makes a lot of sense with some of the random cravings I have. And another piece, (laughs) trigger warning, but, and I fully believe this, I think it's already been happening. You know, there's so much science around nutrition and studies that go off averages, but I really think that our nutritional requirements are going to change, are already changing because our bodies are changing. And as our frequencies shift, like just our requirements for food are going to change. And I mean, there's a reason why people who are super, super spiritual and like super high vibrational eat differently. That's all I'll say. Check out the videos for more on that because I thought that topic was super cool. So now I want to touch on some of the big things that they were bringing up around manifestation and attracting in what you want. The monarch being was talking a lot about attraction and some manifestation basics. A big thing that they brought up was communication and how a lot of people really just don't even communicate what they want. And that could be energetically, but also verbally and This is such a basic thing that I think is so overlooked. People don't communicate. (laughs) Like most people really need to improve their communication skills. I feel like I'm always trying to improve my communication skills. And I notice things all the time where I'm like, wow, I did not communicate that. I thought that, but I didn't communicate it. And this could be communication with my partner, with my friends, with people who I work with, with clients, but it can also be communication with my guides and communication with the universe. And this goes back to really speaking up about what we want and what we need and how so many people are afraid to speak up about what they want and what they need, often because they don't even know. 
But if you set intention around this, like very intentionally, I'm going to really, really, really focus on communicating very clearly and communicating, expressing what I want, what I need, where I need help. Give yourself the opportunity to ask so that you can receive. But where a lot of people block themselves from receiving is they're not even asking. They're not even communicating. And so much gets lost in poor communication or no communication at all. And it's such a basic thing, but are you clearly communicating what you want with the people in your life and with the universe? Because when you're clear on what you want and you communicate around it, you're going to notice a lot more things come your way. That is at a very tangible 3D level, but also a very universal 5D level. Tell the universe what you want. Speak it out. Show up that way. Use your voice. You'll notice so many things come come to you. And then related to manifestation, it's all about raising your vibration, right? You really want to raise your frequency and more flows to you. And that's a lot of this deeper work that they're teaching around. But another piece of that is letting go. And I think the visuals for me around this were just really, really helpful to describe. And it just comes back to realizing that you're naturally a high frequency being. And the process of raising your frequency is to notice all of the things that are pulling your energy down. So one of the visuals they were showing that was really helpful was, okay, imagine I'm on the ground, standing, I'm standing, feet on the ground, and I am holding strings or cords, whatever you want, and all of those strings are going into the ground, anchored into the ground, holding me down. And my body wants to levitate. Like I'm ready to levitate. If I let go of those strings, I would just shoot up into the sky and fly around. And so all of those strings that I'm holding onto are the things that are keeping me down, that are keeping my frequency lower. And maybe those strings are attached to different relationships in your life, your job, your living situation, beliefs that you have, emotions you're holding on to, old patterns or behaviors, all kinds of things that might be holding you down. So now instead of imagining those strings going straight into the ground, imagine they're each attached to whatever that thing is and that thing is sitting on the ground. So the weight of all of those things you're holding on to that are sitting on the ground there. You feel that heaviness. That is what's holding you down and you're holding on really tightly. So what the monarch being was saying is, what if you just let go of all of those strings? Many people are afraid of how high they'll go. They're afraid of letting go of all of those things. But the thing is, whatever is a vibrational match for you, whatever is at the same frequency, whatever is in alignment is going to float up with you. But most people are afraid to let go of the strings. So if you think of this toxic relationship you have holding you down and you're holding on tightly, like you're holding on to it, it's your responsibility because you're holding on to the relationship. Maybe this is a friend who's really mean to you or a family member who has nothing nice to say, whatever it is, like you're holding on to it. What would it be like if you just let go and then you saw what happened and you see the truth of the situation? Again, this relates back to where we avoid truth. 
But the thing is, raising your frequency is about what you let go of. Like that's how you raise your frequency powerfully is you let go of all of the things that are holding you back. And if you're afraid to let go, the question is why? And so a big thing is to realize what you're holding on to really tightly. And the interesting thing is it's actually easier for us to let go. Like think about if you're holding on to something so tightly, it would be easier to let go. But so many people, they're saying so many people hold on so tightly to things that don't serve them because we're so used to the resistance and we're actually in a weird way afraid of the flow because we don't know what that's like. What would it be like to just float? and see what floats up alongside you. And I think along with that is the whole topic on trusting desires. So goddess Isis was talking about trusting our desires. And I think this is such an interesting topic because it's just so weird. (laughs) It's sad how we've been conditioned to feel like doing things that we like is bad or not good enough, not going to get us what we want. We can't be successful doing what we want. And her whole point is when we are rooted in balanced energy and pure intentions and we truly follow what we desire, like what we're excited by, what we want to do, that is what's leading us exactly to where we want to go. A lot of people believe that They can't be happy to achieve the things they want to achieve. Making money has to be hard. Work has to feel like work. There always has to be a struggle. There always has to be drama. (laughs) That's That's a whole other thing I'll touch on in a second. Addiction to the drama. But the point is, what if trusting your desires led you exactly where you want to go? If you really feel like, I really want to take a trip here. You just really want to go there. I mean, that's your body, your energy system telling you, hey, there's something there for me, whether or not it is what you expect. And I think sometimes we can get so caught in the overthinking, the logicking that we forget to follow what we want to do because we feel like if we do what we want to do, it's never going to lead us to the right place. When in fact, that's like the built-in system to show us where to go. (laughs) So uh, think about that one. And she was talking about, you know, you wouldn't have been gifted that deep desire, you know, those dreams, those goals, those things that your heart just calls for. Why do you think you were given that? People have different goals. People have different wants and desires. And the way we come back into balance is by all following those and doing what really lights us up. And do you think that the universe is tricking you into wanting something and they're like, haha, no, you can't get it. No. <laughs> no. If you have that goal, that like deep burning, truly, like, my heart wants this, you're meant to go after it. That's like one of the purest expressions of intuition. But unfortunately, a lot of us have gotten far away from that. But what if the things that you really wanted? like truly, truly your heart wanted? What if that's not a coincidence or just a thought or just, oh, I wonder if I could do that. But really the universe saying, hey, this is in your field. If you want to go, 
go get it. I remind my clients of this often because sometimes they'll say things like, oh, well, I want to do this, but I know everyone wants to do that. And I'm like, no, they actually don't. Guess what? Not everyone wants to write a book. Not everyone wants to travel the world all the time. Not everyone wants to have everyone know their name. Not everyone wants to be an artist. Not everybody wants to be a healer. Not everyone wants to be an inventor. Like not everyone wants the same things. That's the point. It's following what you really want. (laughs) And when everyone does that, things even out and all the needs get filled. And this idea really challenges a lot of the conditioning that can make us believe that we shouldn't follow what we want and we can't trust our instincts, that things have to be hard and difficult. And that's not to say that things will never be hard or difficult. That's where the growth happens. But overall, if every single day of your life, you are dedicating your time to things that you're not even excited about and deep down you want to be doing something completely different, if you are just living your life in a very unhappy state, that's not how you're supposed to feel. Remember that happiness is perspective. And I'm going to get more into that, I think, in next episode. We'll get into re-perceiving because this podcast is already pretty long. So I think I'm just going to split this up into two parts and I'll stop here. And then next episode, I'm going to cover some more really key ideas from the second part of the Ascension Challenge. That's where it gets a little more intense (laughs) anyway. So probably better suited for a different episode. Okay, so I'm going to wrap up here and part two will be next episode. But if you enjoyed this, if you found it helpful, take a screenshot, share it on social media, tag me at Christina the channel so I can say thank you. I really, really, really appreciate your support. And if you haven't already done the Ascension Challenge, sign up. The link will be in the show notes. You will notice a huge difference in yourself after 30 days. It is a really transformational challenge, which makes me so excited. And if you aren't already in our free private forum, make sure you sign up for that. It's a great place to connect with other members of our community. And I will be pulling questions from that forum to answer in Q&A videos on YouTube. The link to sign up will be in the show notes, but it's also at christinathechannel.com slash membership. Just scroll down and you'll see the button to sign up for that free private community. Thanks so much for tuning in today. I hope you have an incredible rest of your day and I will chat with you again next episode.